This is the Word of God from the household of David Church. It is a message designed to raise men after God's own heart. Listen and be blessed. Blessed be your name, Lord Jesus. We give you praise. Blessed be your name. Hallelujah. Put your hands together if you are really excited to be here this morning. Hallelujah. Oh. Blow, blow, blow like a mighty wind. Spirit of victory, cover us with your wings. One of the words we got this morning, there are many people listening to me this morning, forces of darkness will give way. Whether what I share have to do with that, whether it has some, anything to do with that or not, whether it's, it doesn't matter. Let's read before we take our seat this morning. Exodus chapter 3, and we start from verse 7. Exodus 3, hallelujah. Glory to God. Mm. (laughs) Why am I feeling like reading something from Psalm 118? Let's read Psalm 118 first. Before we, uh, it's not part of the message. Hallelujah. Like a mighty wind, spirit of victory. I love verse 13, Psalm 118, verse 13. The Bible says, Thou hast trust so at me that I might fall, but I, I am seeing circumstances pushing at people, bowing before them this week. He said, but the Lord helped me. 
Our help is in the name of the Lord. Many times there are people that things are pushing at them that they might fall. But instead of falling, there comes help from above. He said, the Lord helped me. Verse 14. The Lord is my strength and song and is become my salvation. Next verse. The voice of rejoicing. <laughs> and salvation is in the tabernacles of the righteous. Look at the last part. The right hand of the Lord do it valiantly. There is a connection. The way to make the right hand of the Lord to do wonders is for the righteous to rejoice. <laughs> Hallelujah. Anytime there is a voice of rejoicing in the tabernacle of the righteous, the hand of the Lord goes to work, the right hand. And the right hand is for signs and wonders. One more time, I give you a chance to rejoice again. Somebody give God praise. <laughs> now we may read Exodus 3, verse 7. Exodus 3, 7. And the Lord said, I have seen the affliction of my people which are in Egypt. I have heard their cry by the reason of their taskmasters. For I know their sorrow. Verse 8. And I am come down to deliver them out of the hand of the Egyptians. And bring them up out of land to a good land, large, unto a land flowing with milk and honey. Verse 9. Now therefore, behold, the cry of the children of Israel is come to me. I have also seen the oppression where the Egyptians oppressed them. Verse 10 is where I'm going. Come now, therefore, I will send thee to Pharaoh. <laughs> That thou mayest bring forth my people, the children of Israel, out of Egypt. God doesn't talk to Pharaoh. It's an insult. <laughs> God sent a man to talk to Pharaoh. Because it's in the nature of God not to talk to Pharaoh. If there is what looks like Pharaoh around you, and you are expecting that God shall speak to Pharaoh for you. He doesn't do that. He said to Moses, I am going to send you to Pharaoh. Because of what I'm about to share this morning that we are starting for service. Can I have your seats? God bless you. Hallelujah. God's ways must be understood by God's people. God's ways must be understood by God's people. Let me say one more time. It sounds so simple. God's ways must be understood by God's people. So the Bible said in Psalm 105, what verse is that? One of the verses. He made known his ways to Moses. 
but it's asked to the children of Israel. And if you read about them, the children of Israel were in confusion perpetually. After one miracle, they will complain. After another miracle, they will complain. They will murmur. They will threaten God that they were going back to Egypt. Because signs and wonders, even the miracles that God has been doing in your life, they won't mean so much to you if you understand the acts of God, but you don't understand the ways of God. Did you get that? So, the children of Israel saw the acts of God. When people see the acts of God, and they don't know the ways of God, even the acts of God will not make sense to them. Why do people complain? There is nobody alive that cannot pinpoint some things that God has done in your life. But you see, if you only see the act of God and you don't know the ways of God, the act of God will not last. So the Bible says God made his way, his pattern, his modus operandi known to Moses. But the act of the children of Israel, so Moses never complained like them. Moses was not afraid of battles like them. He understood what they did not understand. He made his ways known to Moses. His acts, they knew his acts. But Moses knew his ways. Those who know his way will command his acts. Those who only know his acts will not know his ways. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you getting So, again, what we get from this is that there are ways of God. There are ways of God. When those ways are understood, a man will not live in confusion, he will not live in darkness, he will not complain. And one of the ways of the Lord is what I've come to share with us this morning. And I'm taking it from the story of Moses and Pharaoh. God said that I have seen the affliction of my people. And there are things, when you read them in the Bible, you want to pause and God's ways are marvelous. But it must be understood. I have seen the fact that they have been oppressed. He said, I have come to deliver them. But this is how I walk. I am not going to appear to them in Egypt and bring them out. I need a man. This morning I'm talking about channels and vessels. Part one. I have come to deliver them. In one of the parts, he said, I feel their sorrow. That's why the Bible said that we don't have the high priest who cannot be touched with the feelings of our infirmity. So that means when you weep, it touches Jesus. When there's a pain in your body, it touches Jesus. When marriages are falling apart, it touches Jesus. The Bible said the high priest we have, he can feel the feelings of our infirmity. When things don't go right with us, it feels it. But there is a way it operates that it will not break. So God said to Moses that there is sorrow that they feel. I feel it. I swore to their father Abraham that I will bring them out of bondage. For every slave being beaten by taskmaster, I feel the pain. He said, I have come down to deliver, but there is a protocol I cannot skip. I am not going to appear to Pharaoh. I'm not going to talk to Pharaoh. I need a man. Ah. Another title of this may be 
God through man. No wonder the Bible says Philippians 2.13. It is God that works in us. Both to will. It looks to me like God does not like to walk without a man. We will not use the word God is limited without a man. That might be too bogus, too big for a man to say. Um, John Wesley tried to say it that way. That without God, we cannot. Without us, God will not. Because we can't say can't for God. So he said, without God, we can't. Without us, it will not. Are there enough stories in the Bible to prove it? Too many stories. The book of Judges is filled with a similar story like that. Children of Israel being in bondage and God having to call one man like Gideon, like Samson, to go rescue. It does not go direct to rescue. It needs a man. Is somebody getting what I'm saying? So, there is a gen outside now. When we brought the gen, whichever way, we have, we have two, two of them, two big ones. 300 kV or so, or 350, I'm not sure. Now, when we got them, <laughs> okay, this is supposed to be said last. They asked us, what and what will you be powering? So we have a lot of 10 horsepower ACs. There are cables, and cables are in different dimensions. Ah. <laughs> the bigger the generator, the bigger the cable you have to use. Now, we have 45 kV also that we put on when we are just in the office. The cable for that one is maybe 60 mm, I don't know. But the cable for this large one, maybe 200 or 240 mm. If we use the cable, if we put cable less, maybe 60 mm on all this big gen and power this place, the cable will burn down in no time or the ACs will shut down. It is the same gen with the same capacity. The problem is not with the gen. The problem is with the channel, the cable. Are you getting what I'm saying? Hallelujah. Are you getting what I'm saying? So even if we have 1,000 kVA generator, and the cable that enters between the gen, the cable is the link between the gen and this building. You can put on the gen. It can keep working. If there's no cable linking it, there will not be supply of light here. God is like the generator. As a matter of fact, the name the Holy Spirit, a comforter, one of the names in Hebrew Greek is a standby. Where we got the word standby generator. But there is an issue with standby. Standby without cable. That's why the Bible says, Jesus said, I am the branch. You are the, I am the vine. You are the branches. Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. You don't find fruit on the vine, but on the branches. But the supply of the fruit comes from the vine. But the manifestation of the fruit is seen on the branches. Partnership that works. So in John 9, I, I'm calling on people to rise. When we start talking about every Christian as a ministry, God appeared to Lester Somra and told him, Children, in 
remote areas, dying of hunger. He had an encounter with the Lord. The Lord appeared in his room, maybe an angelic visitation, and said that, Son, will you help me feed those people? And somebody was shocked that God was asking for a man to help him. You know, there is a way, there is a level you get to you don't ask silly questions anymore. And you see a lot of silly questions on Facebook. And all those people who do something about them, a time comes, you start accepting responsibility. Because this is the only way to even grow spiritually and financially. Listen to me, I told them on Wednesday, and I want to say this, ah, Lord, um, there are two things you must never look at. I think I also said in part of Sunday, when it comes to God, you must never look at, you must never look at what you have. Did you hear what I've just said? In dealing with God, you must never look at what you have and you must never look at who you are. They will discourage you. He will never ask you to do things that you have capacity for because he is your capacity. I get what I'm saying. If you, so you will only be able to do what he wants you to do if your eyes are on him. Because he's the only one that can enable you. Do you know as I'm speaking this morning, if saints start thinking, for instance, that responsibility of the prosperity of Africa is on my shoulder, and you begin to live like that towards it every day, what will start happening is that resources to do it will start coming towards you. Many people don't know this. One of the ways of God is what I've just told you now. You will think that when I have it, I will do something. No. When you start doing something, you will have it. What I just said now separates 99% of the world from 1% that has all the wealth. You, I will teach on the power of vision one day. Are you getting what I'm saying? Once you think it's up to you to do something, the grace and the resources to do something will start gravitating towards you. There are vibes in the spirits. Oh, Holy Ghost, what am I saying? Is I sense in jelly presence here. Many people don't know. There are vibes in the spirit. You see, when there is what to say, there is what to do. But in the frequency of the spirit, what you are also, what you believe, is very clear in the atmosphere. And it's like a magnetic force. You can say you are a Christian and say a lot of good things all the while. If fundamentally what you truly believe is that you are expecting evil to happen to you, you are living in fear, you don't tell anybody, that thing inside you, that was what happened to Job. The magnetic force of that thing inside you will attract the evil, the equivalent of the evil you are thinking, somehow is going to happen. This is why it's a warning in the Bible that fear not. They might not know you have those fear. It's just a matter of time. If you don't deal with that fear, they will show up. Some women are afraid that one day their husband will go again with one young girl. It might just be to you according to your faith soon and very soon. This is why we don't allow thoughts. That's why we say that bringing every thought to the obedience of Christ. Thoughts must be arrested in an aggressive manner. Say, mind shut up. My husband is going nowhere. When you say like that, you have bought the process that is trying to build up in the spirits. Did you, are, you, are you with me? You can abort as many times as possible. The force of darkness working, we have to go and start again. And there are things being built in the spirit. Before they appear physically, it might take seven years. When you abort them, the cycle, we have to go and start again. So you can live up to 90 years without any evil coming. There will be challenges, there will be battles, but not the one. The enemy will not win you once. 
because we'll keep aborting whatever is being built. But your thoughts are the materials that they use for the building the realm of the spirits. Did somebody get what I've just said now? Are you with me? So both Satan and God, they actually need you. For their will to come to pass in your life. You are needed. Ah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. They say, when, when will somebody do this? When will somebody do that? Only about four years ago, I had to answer somebody on Facebook. Well, I don't answer when they start saying all those things. Why are churches not doing this? I said, but did they write you a letter from all churches that say, what we don't do, you too, you must not do? So why don't you just get out and go and do what everybody's not doing that you think they should be doing? Why are you abandoning responding to some people that if they don't fix the nation, the nation will not be fixed? But they came through a woman just like came through a woman. Yes, they have amassed where they are now so powerful. It's because you have kept quiet all the while. Hallelujah. Church should be visiting people in the prison. Are you not one of the church members? Go to prison, visit, come announce in church, start a unit, call it prison and head the units. Is it, is it that difficult? But to say that, you see, they don't do this, they don't do that, they don't do this. That, there is a reason why it's coming to your heart. Do something about it. Then call others in church to join you. Others might, there is a reason why others are not thinking you are the one thinking it. That inspiration is with you. Don't neglect it. John chapter 9. Project John 9. And as Jesus passed by, he saw a man which was blind from his birth. Look at the disciples like the disciples of John are still doing nowadays. And the disciples are saying, Master, who did sin? This man or his parent that he was born blind? Nigerian deliverance minister, we have an answer. His ancestral spirits. His forefather slapped a blind man. That is why he's blind. When you ask, I'm not saying people don't do things that get into trouble. But Africans have we all reading this into everything. Let me tell you the truth, everybody listening to me. Satan doesn't necessarily come for you because you have done something wrong. Even prostitutes who have aborted times without number, they get married, they have children. I minister to quite a number of them. Listen to me very well. See, if you let the enemy begin to whisper to you, Oh, you don't have a child because you know this one because they are not there. You don't have money because they, this one that's how you are broke. You see, your father cheated somebody, your great grandfather cheated somebody, and bought a yam with the money, and the whole family had the yam. That is why everybody's and then you know you and then you continue to entertain all reasons. The Bible says, "Resist the devil, and he will flee from you." The Bible did not say resist him if he has if he has come. Only when you have done nothing. I'm not advocating people doing something wrong. I'm saying that stand on the word of God and do and stop digging into history that doesn't make sense. As if the origin of the problem justifies the solution or brings the solution. Okay, so say that who sinned? Did somebody say, is it him or the parent? Somebody must have sinned for this to happen to ah, he was born blind. Somebody must have sinned. Maybe they were giving money on college road. They were putting money in a bowl pulled down by a beggar. And the great-grandpa went there and stole the money. That's why he was born blind. It sounds... And then deliverance starts. 
<laughs> and then they say, go and look for that beggar and return the money. The beggar died <laughs> long time ago. If these things are just like that, why then did Jesus die? He was wounded for your transgression. He was bruised for your iniquity. There might be cases where the spirit might tell somebody to make some rectif- to go and rectify. So I'm not in doubt of that. I have spoken my word of knowledge and stuff like this before. I'm, I'm, but when people begin to read this to every matter that happens, because it sort of weakens your faith. When you should tell the enemy to get lost, you are contemplating the reason for the problem. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Bless the Lord of our soul. Where is that scripture again? We are still in John 9. And Jesus answered. I love the master's answer. Neither had this man sinned. Nor his parents. This scripture alone can heal a lot of people. At least console them. That is not because you've done something wrong that you're having challenges. Look at how Jesus cleared the man. They thought he went just what they were saying that ah, just they said just say that but no, it's not the father, it's the grandpa on the mother's side. But Jesus shocked them and he said that you see this guy with this condition, he didn't do anything wrong, and his parents didn't do anything wrong. Ah yeah. Look at Jesus' reason. But that the works of God should be made manifest in him. I'll come back to verse 4. Then he turned the light on himself. I must... Oh Lord Jesus. Jesus saw the man's situation. He said, this is work for us to do. This situation is there. That God's work might be glorified in it. And that God work, God's work is not for someone else. He said, I am. I must want the words of him that sent me. Why it is day? The night cometh when no man can walk. Verse 5. As. Ay, lake. <laughs> Glory to God. Glory to God forever. I vowed long time ago. Whoever comes to me, not those who wait to attack me after service. Some wait and they lie to the protocol. I want to call something spiritual and then they get to have it. They are talking about money. Well, <laughs> I always feel that you are not a very sincere because you tell them you, you lie to them outside. But they say, go to welfare. Welfare give a lot of things. But you see, every week, by the grace of God, I respond. I think last week or two, some weeks I give cross 700,000 a week to people. And I remember how it started when I was invested, but when I vowed that I would never tell anybody I do have and there's nothing I can do. In those days, somebody could have asked for 15,000. All I might be able to do might just be 700. And I say, look, take the 700 from me, but I believe God with you. That God will raise some other people and the money will be complete. And 700 became 2,000, 3,000. You can measure your growth. These things are real and they are true. Somehow, when there is a mentality in you that I can do something about this situation, the grace and the resources will also come. When you push it away, 
is for some other people. This is why some remain poor in the church. Any contribution, they are never part. But they do notice the Bible that the widow had only widow's might and she still gave it. Some don't. They just feel like, once you mention a oh, church is building a house, a, a, an auditorium, a auditorium, and it's three billion, and some, they just shut themselves out. Ah, no, that's not for me. I'm still looking for rents. My rent is 75,215.50. So they lock themselves out. Somebody comes to meet them, I have a need. Ah, no, no, I don't have anything, no. Yet, I told them on, on Wednesday, we are going to do Welfare Sunday very soon, where we invite people from a neighborhood that cannot afford things. We've talked about medical outreach. We are going to do clothes and some other. We buy some clothes, but some, our houses are filled with things, many of us that we don't use, and those things, I do know, someone's cry. What somebody's crying for and praying for is already in your house. It's true. That blouse you are not wearing, somebody wear it with dignity. Sincerely speaking, resources, they are not scarce in the world. They are just in few hands. Are you getting what I'm saying? Everything begins with a mentality. I am a channel. I'm a vessel. I'm a pipe. I am the channel through which God goes through to reach people. How do people develop strong anointing? Those who hear a colleague complaining and they begin to share the word of God with a colleague, believing that they pray with the person, something will happen, very soon spirit of grace rests on them. Those who refer them to pastor, <laughs> the anointing lifted. There might be some cases you can refer. But do you from time to time, okay, sister, what's up? Ah, okay, you know what? This is what the Bible says. Can we just pray? When you continue to do that, the anointing rests on you. Many people don't know. One day I was watching one of the leading men of God in the world. And he said that as, as a student, he wanted to write a letter to somebody. He would kneel down with the paper and the Bible and just pray, Holy Spirit, let whatever I have bless them. And now he writes letter to partners. In, oh God. I, I'm praying that what I'm sharing will just come to. That's why we say, who will despise the day of little beginning? And people do, you don't know that that little, little move you are doing will be, I will talk about this second service. What increases the capacity of a cable? There are two things and I'll talk about them in second service. Because as you are right now, there is a weight of glory that if God goes beyond that weight, the wire that you have, will, you have will melt. So there is a limit to what you can supply. And when God wants to give you bigger assignment, he expands your capacity. If we double the size of this all right now, or triple the size, that 200, the cable we are using now cannot. That cable, one meter at times, about 800,000. Some of these cables that we use for this. Because they are not just the one. The more you put load on it, the more you have to increase the capacity. Are you getting what I'm saying? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Versus. Jesus said, tell me when it's 9.30 so I can stop. Holy Spirit. Lord, help me wake up everybody in their spirits. If you are listening to what I'm sharing 10 years ago and you were practicing them, many people here would have gone time stand on where you are right now. What I'm sharing with you right now. 
the spirit of counsel will not rest on you until you begin to counsel people. Because it has to start with the word. It starts with the word, it ends with the word. All other things are just in between. If you begin to give scriptures to people that will edify and help them, all of a sudden the anointing will also rest on you. That as you share the word, the power also goes into operation. Jesus said that it is not about sin or no sin. He said that the work of God, and he said that I am, and when he said it, he healed the man. It is my responsibility. When we get to an area, what do we think? HOD members who are listening to me all over the world, are you waiting for me to send the pastor there to start something? If you find a church that you love, that is blessing you, wonderful. It's the kingdom of God. But if you are still plugging to us every Sunday, you realize that, you know, you are not flowing anywhere. That dissatisfaction, there is a reason for it. Begin by calling people to pray together before you watch the message on Sunday and begin to reach out to people around. There is a reason. Not everybody dissatisfied like yourself. Some people get our brother and then they join the channel. It's wonderful. But there's a reason why you. Because someone has sent me mails. We can't flow elsewhere. There is a reason. Because when there's an assignment over your life, you are going to be dissatisfied by many things. Has somebody heard me? That restlessness, that not being able to confirm it's a beckoning of the spirits saying that you will not join because there is something you have to start. He that must start cannot join. Because he that joins will not start. <laughs> is somebody with me? Holy Spirit. You know, sometimes I feel asking, are they really getting what I'm saying? Second half of the year, Great and mighty things will come from your life. Amen. Say that amen one more time. Amen. I see you soaring eye. I see the Lord doing mighty things through you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Holy Spirit. Record this is this Talabas. One day. Thank you, Lord Jesus. When we had big treats, we had so much bills to pay, and we did not have enough money. So they asked us to be paying for being on their generator, and it will amount to 800000 every month, all kinds of things. And we saw that we're going to be paying ridiculous amounts every month. How many were we there? Very few. Listen to me. If I was helped then, we'll probably not be here now. Everywhere we move to that we are here is a daring fit. And you've been hearing me talking about 10,000 in the auditorium. Daring fit. A man can borrow you 10,000. Who will borrow you when you have a project of 10 billion? How many people have it, Sam? By the time you rely on men for too long, all you are saying is that you will never be able to do something beyond men. Because when something stands before you, that people you can run to don't even have that kind of vision, then you bring it down yourself. Because you are used to help for men. But I said the story, I said, just to show this mentality. And I'm praying that this will come because this is just the beginning of talking about cables and channels or channels and vessels. I pray that every member of this church, wherever you are, will sit. 
It will cause you that, look, I am sent here to do something. You are already sent by God into this world. You are sent. You are the sent one. You are sent to that vicinity, that environment, that place of work. When you go to office every day as a sent one, it changes how you operate in the office. You can't sit down because a sense of responsibility sets in. I am sent to this office. Maybe I have just five years here. Two things I will talk about second service. One of them is faithfulness. If I do well, the little now, it's amazing how it will multiply. I have seen it with my eyes. Where I was staying before, before I got married, courting with somebody in Antony. I don't mention the name. I saw we know the person I'm talking about. I saw this man who had a kiosk on the streets. And I saw the same man move to a fourth flat for the, a shopping mall. What was in the kiosk multiplied. He got a flat, became two flats. He got the whole four flats. At first, he was operating two flats. I was staying in one of the flats with my friend upstairs. He had the two flats. And the same man built a super mall. Maybe you combine four houses together on the same streets. The same street from kiosk to who says people don't jump? Who says geometric progression is not real? Who says quantum leap is not real? It's a product of two things. One leg is faithfulness. But faithfulness in what? The little. The little. Many of you don't know. Real Bunky was doing crusade in small, small villages, small, small villages. All of a sudden, Real Bunky and 600 people, Real Bunky and 200 people, Real Bunky and 400 people. Then they are Bunky and 1 million people. There will always be a time, Zoom, because God rewards faithfulness. Little. What are you going to do after this service? As you go back home, you are sent to that family. That's why you have come to your men. That's why you are listening to me now. You are the one that the joker is on. You are the joker. You know when you are playing card, joker. You are the game plan. Oh, God sent someone to our family. He has sent you. When you rise, everything rises. If God will send business or anything, it begins by you first of all knowing that you are sent. And as you begin to do things at that dimension, it will attract. Is someone blessed this morning? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He just told Moses that Moses, you are the plan. And Moses wanted to dodge it. He thought that God should just go down to Egypt. Because said, no, no, that's not how we work. I must send a man. And this is where I want to come, 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 start from second service. I must send a man. If I find a man, my glory will rest on him. And in Christ, the glory already is on us. If I find a man, if a vessel yields to me, I am ready. If I find a man. Who will help me? I hear the Lord saying, who will help me build a school that will change this nation? Who will help me do movie? It's mortal combat. Angels will do it for us. Somebody must act a film that begins to change the society. Somebody must conquer film industry in Nigeria for the name of Jesus. It will rest in you, but you are the one that will do it. Because it is God that working on both to will and to do. Somebody needs to God looks at the next generation. He sees perversion in the songs coming in. He says, who will help me to arrest this madness and release sanity against society? Who will help me? 
Who will help me in the military? Who will help me in the police force? Who will help? Who will help me build a bank that will be sponsoring poor Christians? To get a loan in many of banks, you know the way it is. And some religions have their own bank. Who will help me? That's why I'm upset at times. They create every church trying to be rested because Bishop they both built one. That is the problem with the body of Christ. Everybody wants to do what somebody is doing. After service last Sunday, a man and his wife woke up to me. They have hectares upon hectares of land in Benway State. And they told me they don't live in Nigeria. They came for service on Sunday. Um, of course, you don't know the person. said one of these cranes was bought by the wife, who is not a Nigerian, but she's been hearing me preach every Sunday. And they decided to come physically on Sunday. And after Sunday, they were talking to me. Hectares upon hectares of land. I said, their vision is to do a full program and feed people. I said, rise up, let me pray for you. This is beautiful. Remote areas. If they, after if they want to sell that land alone, it will be billions of naira. When will a child go into agriculture and solve food problems? I don't mean to spite anybody. You go to an university site that some churches are building, you know that they are just struggling. It's not their core. They're just trying to copy. Bishop Edebo does his own effortlessly. Now they are landmark. They have okay, effortlessly. See, if you are not called with something, why can't she relish it? Somebody's trying to want the university. They feel that it's what is making winners rich. No. They build because they are rich. University is not making them rich. They're about to start their medical phase now. It will be the best teaching hospital around. I know that man. It will be the best teaching hospital around. It's, they do it effortlessly. Yeah. Let a church build. Let a church buy a land. You can still find when you are traveling to your hometown, you see forest around. And build a farm that can feed an entire nation. They said about 3% of Americans are the farmers, feeding the 97%. 3%. So 3% can feed them. And America is more than Nigeria. More than the Nigerian population. So that means 3%. Or that means 1.5% of Nigeria. Let's bring it down. 10 of you here can be so mighty and be the one feeding the whole nation. You must keep this picture in you. See, those who even live that like there's no time for sinning. You are too busy for sinning. You move mountain. <laughs> ah, let's stop. Father, we thank you. We give you praise. Am I challenge somebody this morning? It's time to rise. Glory to God. Father, we thank you. We ask that you bless your word. Cause us to be doers and not errands only. In Jesus' name. Thank you for being a part of our broadcast. You know, we never like to end without giving you an opportunity to make Jesus Christ the Lord of your life. Coming into Christ is beyond joining a church, is beyond a religion. It is joining God's family. And that is done when you believe in Christ Jesus. So I just want to lead you right away now. If you are, if you want to give your heart to Christ. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I believe that you died and rose again and that you paid for my sins. I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. And from today I belong to you. If you have said those words, will be late. You are born again. You are part of God's family right now. 
You can go ahead and rejoice about it. God bless you. We love you. God bless you.